And welcome back to another episode of I'll Be the Judge of That. I am your host, Adam Eagle Rock, and with me today is the other guy on the line, Evan Ryan Lewis. How are you doing, Evan? I'm doing great today, Adam. Thanks for asking. Absolutely. Do you have anything that special happened this week? Well, we're doing the podcast right now, so that's special. I, I always like chopping up the topics with you because when I see a topic in my daily life, like all I want to do is talk about it, and, and especially with you, and I have to save them. So it's like very special once a week to come together and share with you, you know, my topics. I'm excited. So right that now. being said, let's get right into it. Guest goes first. You're up. Okay. Buttercup. My first topic. Can you tell a neighbor to take down their wind chimes? Oh, that's a great topic. Uh, it's interesting that you ask that. I am in the market for wind chimes. I think it's oh, a beautiful no. noise. No. However, I have the option to stop the noise and to play the noise. Or like, I mean, God's blowing the wind, but come on. I'm just kidding. We can't talk about religion on this podcast, but the wind could blow. <laughs> And that plays the noise, but I'm the one in charge of it. Now, I didn't even think about that when I was in the market about my neighbors. What what kind of what kind of uh, what kind of wind chime are we talking? Metal, bamboo. So, actually, I actually don't mind wind chimes. They're great when it's not that windy, and it's like very occasionally you hear like a little chime. Yes, that adds agreed. a nice touch. We went through a rainstorm here in Southern California the last week or so lot of wind and the thing's right. going like all the time it's not you know it doesn't usually happen like that but like you said you could take it down if you're the you know if they're your wind chimes but can i go knock on the door and ask them to take them down just till like the storm passes oh gosh that's a great question it's so good um you know you could get in trouble for like noise complaints but like i can't even imagine the next door complaint of somebody going these wind chimes down the street at two, 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 two is just driving me insane. Like, mm -hmm. I don't think that I, I don't, if someone starts complaining about that, I'm like, you know, Lucy, take a fucking walk. All right. Like chill out. Mm -hmm. But I get it. I get it. Can you knock so, on the door? I, I think you could, if you bump into them, I mm. think you'd have like I'm going to my car. They're also going to their car, and it's like, hey, hey, neighbor Steve, do you mind? Um, you know, I'm trying to work, and like the which I no, 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 you can't do it. <laughs> you gotta deal with it, dude. Can you just rip them off the hanger? You, like, are you asking if you could just vandalize? Um, then the look, answer would look. Be no yes. one, no one gets hurt. No one has to know. You know, no one has any questions. The thing about vandalizing a noise-producing item is it seems like a very difficult thing to actually get away with because it also counteracts yeah. as like a burglary system. Yeah, that's a great point. Like if you could figure – you know, that's, a, that's even better. If you could figure out a way to pull down uh -huh. those wind chimes without me knowing, then yeah, yeah. you deserve to pull them down. Yeah. I, I, don't think you, I don't think you can do this. You can probably tell – by the way, I told the story that I was on the side of the person hearing the wind chimes and I never went and said anything. And I don't think you can ask. I think you could complain to your landlord and beg that she keeps it or he keeps it anonymous. Mm, like if they had a speaker playing those exact sounds, <laughs> you, could, that's, you know what I'm saying? It's horrible. 
If it's just going 24 <laughs> seven. Just on a re- I mean, it, you're right though. The gentle breeze is such a nice touch. That's why mm-hmm. I want it. But yes, right. you were also right in the sense that it was a crazy storm with crazy winds blowing. And bro, if I heard this, it's no longer, you'd think they'd take it down. Yeah, I was shocked that they didn't take it down themselves. It was snowing in the Hollywood Hills. Like, it was snowing in my backyard. Yeah, and they had their wind chimes going. So sounds like we agree, though, on no. I, I don't think you can, unfortunately. That's, that's really funny, and let me know. If you end up bumping a neighbor Steve in the driveway. So yeah, I'll let you know. I'll also let you know if I see a bunch of wind chimes in the garbage can. <laughs> yeah. If you vandalize the property, I may be your I'll be your co-host on that ride. <laughs> I can't wait until that person that you try ripping down as a cat and considering you're allergic to cats, you just start sneezing during the heist. That would be amazing. Anyway, topic number one for Adam Eagle Rock. Do you need to touch every glass when you cheers? Mm, that's such a good topic. Um, Have I done that before? No. Okay, obviously good. depends. This is one where there's going to be a, a number, not a yes or no. Because like if you're in a situation like at a wedding where like, you know, they cheers like a 200 people, obviously. Right. Well, okay. Everyone at your table. Still same. Depends like how big the table is. But I think there's a minimum here where like if there's like, maybe five or six or less in your vicinity within arm's reach, then, then I think, yes, you do. Do you, can you stand up? Like, do you have to stand up to hit that, (laughs) hit that cheers across the table? Yeah. No, if you have to stand, then I don't think you have to. You just, you just do like the raise the glass and nod the head. Yeah. That's still, that counts as a cheers. Right? Yeah. So like my mother is a big cheerser, like, like every, Mm -hmm class needs to hear the ding mm-hmm. and i'm not and i and i think my fear of cheersing if this is a word came from i i drink water i don't i don't drink and people have some phobia that if you cheers with a guy with water it's going to bring you bad luck mm-hmm. and so like you know when i started this whole like okay well now i'm cheersing but now it's no longer beer it's it's water, no longer wine. It's water. Like people start looking at me weird. Mm. And then I'm feeling judgmental. My ego's hurt. My pride's affected. I'm freaking the fuck out thinking like, and now I'm not going to ever get my glass dinged again. And like, <laughs> and then the people that do ding my glass, I feel like they're going to have bad luck. Like I'm, I'm buying into this whole thing. So I was just uh-huh. like, you know, so I sit there and like, like with crocodile arms with my elbow attached to my hip che- trying to cheers everyone so like no uh-huh. one really gets that close to me and feels that that pressure yeah and i did this the other night i did this friday night at this wedding exactly the situation you're talking about we were at a table it was a long table six on each side of course the people at the end they're out of the picture it's not going to happen but within arms reach like you know i was doing like the half cheers i, I kept doing the head nod and the glass up and like I, I was, I felt so uncomfortable and I was like, can you, can I think you, you can cheers with water. I think you can. Right. But I was thinking like, if I make an effort to go stand up and reach over and that person sees me coming in hot with water and they got wine, they're like, Mm-mm, not today. Mm-mm. Here you go. I need good <laughs> luck. Lotteries this weekend. So 
and I, it always bothered me the people that get up and like they need to ding every class. Like, what are we doing? What are we? Doing? Yeah. Okay. So I think if you're in arms reach and you don't have to stand, you have to touch everyone. You have to. Yeah. I I like the the head nod and the and the glass up, the head down, glass up, and I I think that the concepts of cheersing people have been taking it a little too far these days. People are cheersing over everything. Uh-huh. I think there's one cheers per night. And if there's one uh-huh. cheers per night, then I'm dinging everyone's glass. Sure. <laughs> ding, ding, yeah. ding, ding. Yeah. Not like. What, what yeah. if you're with just one other person? Oh, you have to. How That's about two others? You have to. Here we go. <laughs> three well, how about you three? have to yeah you have to yeah I, I put the number like around five yeah yeah the seat on the end eh, you're a little out of yeah, reach yeah i'm not standing yeah if you have up. to stand up yeah yeah can can the person in the middle bridge the cheers <laughs> you know like they yeah. cheers yours and then they cheers the, the other person on the end and it kind of counts yeah i'm fine with that too get it's your like, cheers however you want okay <laughs> okay all right um, I'll put one in here. Yeah. Okay. My next topic after, you know, a car accident or some kind of situation where the police or the fire or whoever needs to be called, who is responsible for doing that? Is it just based on who's closest to the accident? Who saw it first? Who had the best view? Like, how do you decide? Like, cause obviously you can't walk away from a scene of an accident. You're looking around at like eight people. Obviously, you know, this happened to me over the weekend. I can tell you now car accident come outside from uh we were having dinner i was having dinner with a friend of mine we were going to a concert and we come out of the restaurant and there's like a handful of people like around and like there's two cars in the middle of the uh right. street that had collided airbags gone off like glass everywhere mm. like this just happened but i was probably like maybe the 15th or 20th person to have seen it so i'm like this is not my responsibility now like there's <laughs> able-bodied people around right right so I, someone was like in the mix there and I was like, like, Oh my God, like there's everyone. Okay. She's like, Oh, I don't know. You know? And I'm like, does someone call like, is someone like attending to this? And she's like, yeah, my husband, you know, all this. And I'm like, uh, so are you guys like visiting? Cause she had an accent or are you <laughs> yeah, on vacation? Know. You know, right. where you live here, you're on vacation. And my friend's like, what does that matter? Like, why are you trying to get to know them? I'm like, cause I want to see if the husband is like capable, you know, like to see, know what 911 is to see like just some random guy. Right. Right. Like trying to figure out like the pecking order of like, I'm who sure has... that's exactly what you're doing when she came out with an Australian accent. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what do you think? It's a really good question. And you're right. There's a lot to unpack here. Um, <laughs> This is this is good. You're stumping me tonight. Um, there's a theory, and I forgot what the theory was called, about how everyone expects somebody else to be the one doing it. Mm-hmm. And when you call 911, which I unfortunately have had two years of repeated calls to 911, um, you on the phone, it, it, the whole thing is very quick. Like, like you, when you call 911, they answer pretty quick and you tell them the situation, what cross streets, what's your, you know, and I'll send someone out and like, that's it. And then you so, don't have to stay? There was, no, no, frankly, they don't want you on the phone, at least not in Los Angeles. Um, 
But you don't have to stay at the scene of the crime. I'm saying you can call. Oh, no, they just, want you to. See, yeah, for sure. That's what I'm saying. So that's how yeah. that's. Yeah. So that's the other thing I wanted to take into consideration. Like we were on our way to go see a concert. Some guy out there just like walking his dog. Like, you know, like even if he was lower than me and how close we were first to see it, does that influence his like priority to take this. over? I'll tell you this. If the police roll up and they see an accident or the or the ambulance rolls up and they see an accident, they're not going around going, who's Evan? Who is Evan? Yeah, they have to know who the point man is. Who called 911? No, once they assess the scene of the crime, if I'm calling about a house that's on fire, they're not going to find Adam Eagle Rock before diving in and hosting (laughs) down that house. So you see a house on fire, you call 911, you tell them where it is, and then you just go about your business. (laughs) It depends, kind of. I mean, like, this is so sick to say, but car accidents... Houses on fire. Like these are all very, you, you know, you, you got to be watching these things. Like it's hard yeah, to look away. The, I saw there was, what concert were you going to that could take <laughs> away from the adrenaline hit you get from watching a car accident? Well, I, the cars were already crashed, but uh, the airbags had gone off and I did not know like the, you know, how safe the people were who were driving the cars. I have no idea. I think first on the, I mean, you actually, Contrary to the fact that I don't actually believe that you were asking in case they wanted to know where nine one like if nine one one was the number to call or whatever, because they were from out of town. Contrary to the fact that I don't believe you on that, I do think that that's a very valid point because when I go to other countries, I don't know what the emergency line is. At I all. promise you that is what why I asked the question, and my friend accused me of the same thing you are actually. But like if you are in another country and you see a car accident and you run up. Like you don't you don't know what I don't know I don't know I don't know how to anywhere. right I don't know what nine one one is in France like I just right don't know so that's that. why I'm saying does that influence it too like who's most capable if like I see the accident first you see the accident second you have a concert and then the fir- third person to see is like a doctor who has nothing to do that night like shouldn't I just go to number three <laughs> at that point or is it just know, based on I who saw know. the accident first no it's entirely based on who saw the accident first it is not entirely based off of their schedule thereafter I think okay. all these things play a part. They, they play a part if like, no, they don't play a part in, in any sense that you, ne- that there needs to be an emergency dialed. You can't just go about your day. I think that, that you need to assess the situation and decide if you are going to be the person that is, that's making this call or not. And I think that comes with scene of the crime. First on the scene, second on the scene, third on the scene. If you see a couple people, did anyone call 911? I think you could do that. So let's and say then, you're second on the scene and you show up and the first person on the scene is like someone who just landed from uh, New Delhi. Right. Yeah. Then, uh, you know. Then do you assume number one position? Yes. A hundred percent. He's out. Done. <laughs> okay. He's there for for viewership only. He's, he, and he step sch- out of the way, pal. Let me let the and scheduling take. doesn't matter at all. I, I think that when when you're younger, everyone should go through training to call nine one one. Because let me let me tell you <laughs> something. When I last year, when I was living in a combat zone, otherwise known as uh, West LA, Southwest West Los Angeles, and I, my home was getting broken into. Everyone home was getting broken into, and I was like the neighborhood watch. And houses were on fire, vagrants, all this stuff. I was calling nine one one, and I didn't really know the proper protocol. So thankfully the police officer kind of guides you through it. All right. But in the, in the event that like, if you're the first on the scene from a, a house fire, 
You, yeah, you you better be cut. You better be running to go in there, man. You see a baby on board sticker anywhere near that house? <laughs> you better be breaking in the doors. You saving little children, man. Where, I'm trying to get on the cover of L.A. Times, my friend. Heroic <laughs> man, seventeenth on the scene, saves family from stove fire. I'm remembering back to an uh, older episode. I think you did this as a story of the week where you went to buy something off like a piece of furniture off someone off Craigslist and like went out to their house in like Echo Park or something. And we're coming back like and a couple mm. houses down from the house. You yes. saw a fire. Yes. And instead of calling 911, you called the guy you bought the furniture from. <laughs> right. and said, There's a fire on your street. A lot's happened in uh, in these years on the cast. That's a really, really valid point that I completely forgot about. And now I feel like I got caught with my pants down. Listen, all right. I didn't know that area. What am I going to do? I'm in France at that point. I'm in the hills of Silver Lake. You think I have any idea what's going on on Atwater? Like, come on. Come on. Okay. My feeling is all these things should play a part. The first, like, five or ten people to see an accident, you should try and figure out who is the most capable, who is schedule works the best and little a tiebreakers like who saw it first. No, I'm going to go with the order of whoever saw the incident first, you should call 911. If I didn't do that in the past and I'm guilty of it in the future, my bad. But <laughs> call 911. Period. Okay. I can't wait to see this ha- unfold in the future. Not that I'm hoping any accidents happen. Yeah. Okay. And- yeah. First on the scene, you call. First on the scene, you're calling. Yeah. First on yeah. the scene, you're calling. Yeah. Um, and if you're like visiting from a different country, go find someone who's capable of calling say they need help car accident anyway also you just did an accent where like they clearly spoke english so like (laughs) yeah yeah but still you don't know 911 another you're right i don't know you wouldn't know what to call 911 in australia yeah yeah okay all right so uh you're up buttercup all right topic number two for adam can you say you haven't missed an event if you don't watch them live what does that mean? Yeah, I tried doing it in like a sentence, you know. So <laughs> there's a there's a guy I was chatting with and we were talking about UFC. And he said, I haven't missed an event in 11 years. Mm-hmm. And I know UFC happens every Saturday night. Mm-hmm. I think like 50, 48 weeks of the year or something like mm-hmm. that. So I'm thinking this guy's a loser, you know. Like, I, I, there's one thing to, to, to watch, like I watch, but then there's another thing to say that you've never missed an event when it right. happens every Saturday night. I'm right. like, dude, you just told me a story of how you bike rode through the, through the Meadowise, like, you know, for uh-huh. two weeks. Like, uh-huh. what are you talking about? He was like, well, no, I watched them, I watched them record it. So, I'm like, you can't say you missed an event. Uh-huh. You can't say you haven't missed an event if you watched it record it. Two weeks later. Yeah. Hmm. This is a tough one. Well, it's like I haven't, I haven't missed the Grammys since since 1904. Yeah. It's like, no. Well, like, you could say you've never missed anything. You could watch go watch old Super Bowls from the 50s if you want and say you never missed one. That's what I'm saying. 
can you say you haven't missed an event if you didn't watch the event live? I think this is about the word missed, honestly. Like he watched mm-hmm. every event, but he missed the one when he was biking in the Meadowise, I think. Right. What do you think? I I think, I mean, if you're up in arms about listening to an audiobook, you you, you can't be over here about saying, (laughs) I've watched, you know, X, Y, and Z, and and you watched it on TiVo back in 2008. (laughs) So that not happening. Yeah. What if he watches them all within 24 hours? Well, so that was like my other thing is like, does the time matter, right? Like, and are you watching highlights? Are you watching the whole thing? Like, you know, if you're watching it live, you can't, you can't just catch these highlights. You like, I, you, you missed it, pal. You missed it. Yeah. I'm with you. I think you missed it. Yeah. Just don't brag yeah. about it. Yeah. Just be like, you've, you know, you've I, seen them all. I've seen, I've seen a lot of them, man. I've, I've, you know, it's great that we could watch it the next day. Clarify. Also, you, you, you would know better than me, but aren't, those events like in all different parts of the world always and sometimes they're on at like three in the afternoon and sometimes it's two in the morning crazy time zones yeah there was one in yeah. uh, there was one supposed to be in china and it was at like three in the morning and then they had to cancel it and do it in the united states so it ended up being like 6 a.m and i'm like bro i know your drinking habits you did not watch that like you may have caught <laughs> right. it at 3 p.m that day right. when you were hung over right you, you were not live to right. the end he's not getting up in the middle of the night to watch the saudi arabia ones no like yeah, he's missed him. Yeah. Okay. Just make it sure. Okay. My last topic. Yeah. Okay. This comes from um, Alexa in New Jersey. Ooh. And yeah, Alexa wants to know: uh, Can you put your feet up at a movie theater on the seat in front of you if that seat is not uh, occupied? <sighs> this is um, very interesting topic. And this this plays into a lot of things. So can you put your foot up on an airplane in front, right? Mm. Like, where, where do you draw the line of this foot thing? So did you did, repeat it again? Did you say if there was no one in front of you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I like going to the movies, but a lot of people haven't gone back to a movie theater since before the pandemic. They are like very empty now. Oftentimes, mm-hmm. there's no one in like the three rows in front of you. Okay, you obviously haven't seen Avatar in 3D when it came out. No, I didn't. I was lucky to get a seat, even though I reserved <laughs> one. Um, but then I kind of think you can do it if it's empty. Are we talking about the headrest or the armrest? The headrest, not a chance. You, you're not putting your feet up on uh, on an empty headrest. I don't care. How about like on the shoulders of the chair? The sh- that just seems uncomfortable. <laughs> you got like great hip flexors if you're doing that. I'm going. You could you could put your foot up on the armrest, like that little gap in between. If if both seats are vacant, if one seat is vacant, not a chance. Mm-hmm. Not a chance. Honey. Yeah, I don't think like anyone within five seats of of you, you know can be filled there should be no foot elevated above anyone's head that's my (laughs) rule in the entire vicinity no foot should be higher than anyone's head so Mm. if if the chair is empty in front of you and you decide you're going straight up lounge and -hmm. you're putting your feet up on the back on the headrest area and two seats in front of you could turn around and see your toes twinkling in the air (laughs) not a chance if you're airing out your feet on an airplane 
above that. First off, what are you doing with no shoes on, right? Even if you did have shoes on, you're putting your feet up on a headrest, blowing that fan straight down. What are we <laughs> doing? What are we doing? Who sits like that anyway? No feet should ever be elevated above anyone's head. Okay. It sounds like you're on a no, but you're more on a no just of people like who want to sit like this. I mean, okay. I'll be honest. I'm sitting here. I got my feet up. All right. I got my foot up <laughs> across, across the table on the other chair. It is parallel with my hips. Uh-huh. Okay. I, I could go a couple more inches higher. I think that's allowed. <laughs> mm-hmm. Movie theater, empty chair. Yes. On the armrest. Fine. If, but don't be egregious about it. Don't don't extend like that full leg. I also think this goes. It's interesting that you said this. This girl Alexa from New Jersey brought this up because I I do think that I'm walking into dangerous territory here. But I think it's more of a female thing than a mm. than a man thing. And not to not a man thing. I don't want to. I don't, don't want to man plain mansplain <laughs> anyone or whatever it's called. I'm saying more of like. You, like my mother, she's very short, right? Her, her feet are always dangling when when she uh-huh. sits in a chair. Yeah, you want she wants to put a foot up, reach across the thing. She could like put her foot on the back of a. I'm making my mom not sound as tall as she is, but she could. Listen, <laughs> all right. If if you want to put your foot up on the on an armrest in the chair in front of you is vacant, and both sides of that chair are vacant, go for it. Okay, nothing higher than the armrest, nothing. Okay, I think you can do this at the theater is like pretty empty, and I don't think that um, the percent elevation of your leg comes into play at all here. What? You were saying that you know you can't have your feet above your hip flexor parallel. Yeah, that's right. In a movie theater think, or an airplane. Yeah, and I think that whole concept is just irrelevant here. You can do it if the seats are empty. If your foot's going to fall asleep in 10 minutes, <laughs> you're not allowed. That's it. That's, that's the red zone. That's the red zone of where your foot could go. Yeah, but they can still sit like that. What does that have to do with you? If I'm two rows back and I'm over here and I'm just seeing like that leg dangling in the air and stuff, like, yo, I'm throwing popcorn at that thing or something. <laughs> I'm not okay with that. Not at all. And if I am <sighs> sitting in my chair on an airplane and I see anyone's feet when I'm scanning the heads. Mm-hmm. No, it's out. Zero stars. Like, not a chance. I may message them on the on the screen uh-huh. and say, what the fuck are you thinking? <laughs> <laughs> From seat nineteen um, E. Love always Adam Eagle Rock. Um, <laughs> I think that's all the time we have for uh, for this week. Do you want to save your last topic for next time? I'll save it for later. It's a great okay. topic too. Okay. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back next week. <laughs>